Hello, Falcon fans. Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of On the Wing, the Cedar Crest Athletics podcast. I am LJ Smith, the Director of Athletic Communications at Cedar Crest College, and I will be your host. In this episode, you will hear the conversation I had with head softball coach Kim Begley. We talked about her time as a student athlete, including her championship run to the Division II NCAA tournament with the Westchester Golden Rams. Then we discussed how she began her coaching career and taking the Cedar Crest College softball program to the CSAC championship. And thank you again for joining us on On the Wing. I am here with Kim Begley, the head coach of the Falcons softball program. How are you doing today, coach? Doing great. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for being a part of today's podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk about you and your program. Let's get started. How did you begin playing the sport of softball? It really goes back to five, six years old when your parents are just throwing you into anything that keeps you busy and seeing what sticks and t-ball and um, the coaches pitch and kind of all of that. I just softball stuck. I tried a sports here and there to see really what I liked, but softball just kept grabbing me and pulling me closer and closer. What other sports did you end up playing when you were a kid? Well, I went to soccer camp because they were giving out free soccer balls. So I tried soccer for a summer. Um, I did lacrosse for a year and then they told me that I had to pick between soccer or softball and lacrosse. So softball won that war. I didn't try basketball. That was just, that wasn't it for me. Um, I did dance a little bit, but then I, I think I, that's definitely ended very as quick as it started. Yeah. I think I tried a little bit of everything and then softball just was what stuck. Okay. Um, so <laughs> when you got to high school, is that, yeah. did you know that you were going to be playing softball, like at the collegiate level? Yeah, I think so. Um, I started playing com- like more competitively in travel ball, really my sophomore year of co- or high school is when like I took a step up in my travel ball programs and kind of made that leap to a more competitive program. Um, but I think I kind of always knew back to like even 12 and under, like that was my goal was to play college softball. And like thinking back now to being a 12 year old and I didn't even really know what I wanted out of life or what I wanted out of playing college softball, but I knew that was like the path that I was starting to create myself. So what was the recruiting process like for you once you got in high school? So I kind of was one of those things where I wanted to, I needed to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And I decided that I wanted to be a teacher going back to like when I was younger, we had a blackboard in my parents' basement that I like used to pretend to play teacher with my sister and our animals and our dolls. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher. So then I looked at programs and state schools really stuck out to me. So I kind of emailed all of the state schools and went to clinics and did what we tell our student athletes to do and fill out the recruit questionnaires and the get myself seen as much as possible. And I think I really knew I wanted to stay. Well, at first I really wanted to go far, far away. And then I realized that wasn't really reality or 
what I really wanted. So Pennsylvania State School is where I ended up. So what accolades did you and or your team receive in high school that maybe could have helped you distinguish yourself going into college? I think just like, uh, like the shortstop first team and second team. And, um, I got for third base a couple of years, but not, we didn't, we weren't really anything like overwhelming that was really going to stick, stick out our high school our coach was kind of just like, it was more about what the travel ball was going to do for you in less high school. And, um, but she kind of instilled a lot in us of work ethic and that prepared me for college. So you end up going to a state school, you go to Westchester. Uh, what was your experience like as, what was your experience like as a student athlete? It was the best, well, five years technically, but the best four years of my life. <laughs> um, it was great. I wouldn't, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Just like I, I came in as a freshman with 12, there was 12 of us. So 11 other freshmen started in 2010 and we graduated, um, in 2014 with eight of us. And one of us was a fifth year. So we still called her part of our crew and it was, we're still a close knit family and, I've been in almost all of their weddings. I've been to almost all of their weddings and it's just something that just sticks with you. And it's the best. It's the best. So you ended up having some success with the golden Rams being a part of the NCAA division two tournament and even making the NCAA national finals in your senior season. Can you reflect on those seasons? Yeah. So my freshman year in 2011, spring of 2011, we lost in the PSAC finals and I believe it was the IUP and it was the most heartbreaking feeling I've ever dealt with in my whole entire life. It was like, I never, and I don't think I really truly understood at the time of what we were even playing for. Like, I don't think I realized that like, this was our conference championship. Like, I don't think I really understood the intensity of it all and like what that meant if we were going to get a bid to regionals and what regionals would then turn into super regionals and the world series. But when we lost that, like, I didn't understand regional ranking at all as a freshman. I was just like, I'm just here to play and have a good time. And then after that heartbreak, we then were like, we never want to feel that ever again. So then we just picked up our bags and our cleats and our gloves and just went back to work the next season. We did not make it to regionals that year. And I think that was the only year after that season that we didn't make it to regionals. And so we worked for that feeling never to come again. And although it did come every year at a different level of intensity, um, whether it was super regionals or regionals that we lost, but senior year, 2014, we won our Atlantic one region, went to supers. We had a three game series and it was the best. I like, I remember those games so well. I felt, I remember collapsing after like the third game and just of exhaustion because you just give everything that you have mentally and physically on the field. And although people would argue that softball is not that exhausting physically 
the mental toll it takes you to get through 14 innings or seven innings or however you're long you're playing and to mentally be engaged for two two and a half hours is just exhausting and so we won that and then we packed our bags for Salem Virginia and just being in that arena and that that complex was just the coolest feeling. I remember getting off the bus Memorial Day weekend and just like standing on that huge field. And although it wasn't like Westchester University and it was just this local neutral site, nothing really too fancy about it. It just like, it was like, I made it. And like, we did this, this 12 group of freshmen that we, people with broken hearts turned into eight of us senior year. Just, it was the best thing. And I think we played three games down there and we were, I think we came out in the sixth place. It was just, it was the best feeling. I remember our athletic director being there. I remember our president of our college or university being there and just taking pictures with him. And I have to send you those. Like it was just the coolest thing in the whole entire world, all puffy eyed and everything. And what, what was your role on the teams? everything you can imagine I think and I think that's kind of like I'm sure this will lead into other questions you have but I was literally every role I could have been I remember freshman year I was in every single game that didn't mean that I started every game it didn't mean that I played a full game it didn't it might have been a pinch run like I said we came in with 12 freshmen 12 of the best of the best like like you said from when going back to high school and travel ball you compete to be at these high level colleges and you're, you finally make it, you're finally recruited and you look around you and you're like, you're standing next to 13 of the best other shortstops, second baseman, third baseman, first baseman. So freshman year, I came in as a third baseman. I was moved to the outfield, moved to second base, played around at third base. And I was just popping everywhere, pinched hit. Uh, DH, I played the outfield, left. I don't really think I played center much. Left, right. I played every position. I even remember catching some practices just because we had so many pitchers and not enough catchers. Uh, we all took rotations in there. Um, and I think I look back at it and I'm like, I was the luckiest person. I could play any position. And I wish I could have told my 18 year old self that and been more in the moment. And I hope everybody that's getting recruited listens to this. Stop being selfish. Like just get out of your own way because that was the best four years. And I, I even, as much as I miss the games, I miss the practices. And just, I remember after my first individual session or group practice, small groups, I like sat down in our dugout and I was like, that was only an hour. I feel exhausted and I remember I would always call it like a costume change I'd run to the outfield I'd get reps in the outfield then I come to the infield and get reps in the infield and I was doing what I needed to do for my team and even if that wasn't playing 14 innings at the time freshman year I knew that I was playing my role and I was being a leader and even as a freshman and I knew that I was going to be the best of the best even in whatever role that might be if she wanted to, if Coach Loki wanted to use me as a pinch runner, then I was going to be the most in shape freshman or sophomore coming in. And yeah, my role changed every year. And it was as much as I'd say that 
I hated it at the time. I wish I loved it more because I was lucky. The definition of the ultimate utility player, for sure. Being able to be so multifaceted and putting yourself out there. What do you think you're a coach now for Mm -hmm. how many years? If you had a student athlete like that on your team, I I obviously will get to that point later, but if you had someone that was willing to work the way you were, obviously you just said you might not have appreciated it at the time, but if you had an athlete like that now, like how valuable would they be to you? Oh, I think they're the most valuable person on the team. And I think that any, all coaches listening to this have to make sure that they really check in on their utility players. I think that as a utility player, you just get thrown in this way and that way. And you don't really take the time to like, say, you're not, ma- you're not maybe starting this game because I need you here, but like, think about three games from now, or think about this injury when this happens or the numbers, the percentages, when we're playing this pitcher, I need you in right field because our best pitcher, best pitch is an outside. So I need your speed in right field. Like, I think we really need to do a better job at checking in with our utility players and being like, this is our game plan. This is how transparent we can be and just kind of tell them. Yeah. I mean, their, their value is just unspeakable. It's just awesome. That's great. Well, one of the, one of the last questions I have from your athletic side of your career, and it's a very broad question and I know you touched upon it, but what has been your most memorable moment being a part of the golden Rams softball program? Oh my gosh. My most memorable moment. I think winning super regionals, um, the Atlantic region and on our own field, so many years that we've like gotten to that point and either graduation would come up and we couldn't host or we got the bid in too late and it just worked out that it was my senior year that we hosted and we won. And I just remember all of us just throwing our gloves up and running to the mound and like in my head I'm thinking of our coach saying like don't hurt anyone don't hurt anyone this this season doesn't end here but that that feeling like because you just take it back to my freshman year when we lost in the PSAC even a smaller stage just the conference versus the region and just saying how much growth that there were in four years and just being around surrounded by your best friends there was just like we truly as much as people want to like put out there that this team's a family, we're a family. Those 26 individuals and 26 people on our roster my senior year, those were every single person on that roster. I trusted 100%. And I don't think a lot of programs, you can say that. Incredible coach. Well, thank you for sharing that. We're going to step aside briefly for a word from our sponsors, but then we'll pick back up with the, uh, the coaching career of yourself, Kim Begley, the head softball coach at Cedar Crest College. Are you looking to get your hands on some Cedar Crest Falcons gear? Head over to cedarcrestathletics.com and click the link under the tab fan zone to find our Falcon sideline store. Each month, there is a promotion that offers a discount to all things Falcons from hats, hoodies, shirts, and more. Head to our Falcon Sideline store today, powered by BSN Sports. Stout Associates certified public accountants provide accounting, tax, and consulting services to small and family-owned businesses by becoming a part of the team. To find out more, 
visit stoutcpas.com. Stout CPA is proud to sponsor Cedar Crest College Athletics. Epic Tours is the exclusive charter bus company for Cedar Crest College Athletics. Specializing in group travel by motor coach, Epic Tours can accommodate trips ranging from corporate events to wedding shuttles to cross-country trips. When planning your next trip, call Epic Tours at 844-EPIC-BUS or visit them on the web at epictoursgroup.com. The Lehigh Valley Health Network is the primary healthcare provider for Cedar Crest College Athletics. LVHN, a passion for better medicine. And we're back with the head coach of the Cedar Crest softball program, Kim Begley. We just touched upon her athletic career. Now we'll jump to the coaching side of things. So Kim, when and where did you begin your coaching career? Yeah, so like I said, I did um, a victory lap at Westchester. I did five years. I was finishing my health and phys ed certification. So I had a student teach spring of 2015. And so I went back to, I was in Westchester still, and my coach offered me a volunteer um, position. And she said, I think you'd be great at coaching. Like, just help us out. The girls know you so well already and do what you can. Come after school, come for sessions, lead workouts. And so, yeah, I did that for the whole year. Um, and then I took a little break and I actually coached JV lacrosse. I worked at a gym close to home and at Springside Chestnut Hill, they needed a JV lacrosse coach. And I said, what the heck? And I coached for spring. I, like I said, I only did one year of lacrosse when I was probably what third grade and seventh grade, whatever. And I coach JV and my sister played at Shippensburg for two seasons so like I knew the sport but coaching it was a whole different thing uh, and then I came to Cedar Crest and I was the uh, assistant under Katie Lynch um, for two years and then I took over for her uh, when she got the head position at NYIT and I've been here ever since. That's incredible a, a tidbit <laughs> of you coaching JV lacrosse uh, yeah. So you ended up getting a degree in health and phys ed and also a minor in adapted physical education. And how mm -hmm. else have you utilized that degree outside of coaching? I do. I worked a lot with our a camp called Camp Abilities. Uh, it's a camp for athletes who are visually impaired. So we just work with athletes that really don't get the opportunities at either their school or even at camps and clinics, things that we run that they say that you can't, you can't participate because you're um, visually impaired or you're blind. And that's just so wrong in so many different ways. So I, I love to work with a student athletes I love to work with students and for a couple of summers I gave up my Memorial Day weekend and we I was a one-on-one -on -one. I was a head coach there but then that's really it since then this would probably be my first summer not being a part of camp abilities and it's so crazy to think that I've been there for so long um, but it just taught me so much and how you can adapt anything to be to be inclusive for all that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, sure. You're now at Cedar Crest for four years, five years now. What brought you here and what has kept you here now that you've been here so long? So Katie Lynch was an, also a PSAC alum um, 
a rival at Kutztown University. So I really liked her coaching style. I think we came from similar programs and I thought that we just, we would work really well together. And I really didn't know much about division three until I got here, more of like the ins and outs of everything and what it all meant and how it was, how the whole balance worked. And I so stepped on campus and I immediately loved it. I didn't really, being only an hour from home, I didn't even really know that Cedar Crest College, where it was, it, it existed. I had family um, not too far, went to Kutztown High School. Like I, I just didn't know about Cedar Crest College and I, it's crazy to think that now I've given up five years of my life here and that I never knew about it before then. And I just, and I love every second of it. We have so many great people here from the board to um, Dr. Snuff to all of the coaches to you. I think that we've, we've all done our own part of making this athletic department to what it has become. And I just haven't been able to leave just because I feel like we keep showing more and more of what we're all about and we keep growing. And honestly, I can't imagine my life without some of our student athletes just coming to see them every day. They're just the 17 student athletes I have on my roster just keep me going every day and push me to be a better coach and push me to be a better person. And I hope that they get that out of me as I get that out of them. And they're honestly what has kept me here for so many years. Transitioning from an assistant coach to the head coach, you've obviously seen the program grow over the past couple of years. What do you think contributes to that? Like you mentioned, the, the community around Cedar Crest. I know Coach uh, Carrot and both Coach Alex said that in their episodes as well, but feeling supported, the type of student athletes that you get here, what, what has really pushed your program to its potential? I always say that when when you're recruiting a student athlete, you have to like show them what your program is all about. And when I, when I, we host them and obviously right now, because of COVID-19, we don't get to do official visits and all. And, but I, I always say our, to our student athletes, like I'll talk to a recruit up until the point that they get here. And then you have to show them what Cedar Cross softball is all about. And if they sit on a practice or if they have asked you questions, and I think you bring the student athlete that you like you reflect. So I would hope that what I gave as a student athlete in college, I'm still pulling those student athletes out as recruits, if that makes sense. Like I want that, I want me, I want to recruit me as a student athlete. And that's what I look for. And then once once you get those great athletes, they just attract more and more. And I think having that support system having those super awesome um, sophomore expedition trips and the awesome nursing programs, the forensic science, the criminal justice, the education programs, sh then showing them what academically Sierra Crest is all about and having all of the facilities that we have that Dr. Snook has so amazingly have has done in the past six years that he's been here. I think that just shows the student athletes that if this is the fit for them, then just put it all out there. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, reflecting back, yeah. not on last season, obviously it was shortened due uh, to the pandemic, but the season prior, you yeah. and your team went to the CSAC Conference Championship. Can you reflect on what that experience was like for you as a coach, but mm -hmm. also for your team? 
that 2011 feeling as a student athlete that I never wanted to feel ever again, that definitely hit me in 2018, 2019. And I, as much as I don't want to ever have my players feel that heartbroken, it's almost a good thing that they felt it. Because now, especially now because of the pandemic and COVID-19, they had that off period, but what are they working for? My coach in college would always say, find a way to play in May. And all of that to work in the off season, those 114 days, those five weeks in the fall, whatever the structure is in that year, you, there's so much that we can do to prepare you to take that field in early March to May and all of that back work that that's, that's all that intrinsic motivation. And I, I'm almost happy that they felt that heartbreak because I'm hoping, and I saw it last at spring break last year, I saw how much it's the culture of our team has changed since we lost that game. And I know that they wanted it so bad that I, I, I think last season would have been a really good season. And I know it would have, I know it is going to be this year because I know they felt that. And we have so many key returners and only a couple first years that are already falling in line with such great mentors and upperclassmen to follow. Yeah, I can definitely imagine the the heartbreak, but to get to that point from where uh, the team was, uh, just seeing the transition over the years, it's definitely a feat for sure. But you mentioned talking about some returning talent. Uh, who do you have coming back, even regarding the, the shortened season? Who are going to be crucial players returning for you uh, this this spring? Yeah, so we just have a great lineup just from our first years to our our fifth year. So we have Dallas Corning coming back to use her eligibility that she lost last year due to COVID-19. Nicole Santanello, also fifth year, and um, Brianna Young. So shortstop, a second baseman, and a pitcher coming in, um, which is just key to have that de- more depth in that pitching staff. And then we have all of our pitchers back. We have a brand new pitcher, um, freshman Corinne Mundy, talented freshman. We have De- Delaney Van Buskirk, who's a just a stud all around third base. This third baseman just can eat up anything that's put to her. My whole infield is returning. Nicole, Riley, Riley Tremblay, key, key freshmen. And they're really experienced. Like you said, we went to that 2019 CSAC championship all bought by them. And then we have key returners that you didn't see too much of besides spring break. Renee Snyder, center fielder, just has a huge range in the outfield. And Rachel Savini, who just had a heck of a start in the spring season last year that you only got a little bit of a taste of down in spring break, but uh, she's already coming out of the gate strong for this year. And I'm excited to see what she has in store. Yeah. I, I am also very excited. It's so weird to not be in Myrtle beach right now or this next week. Um, but I'm sure it's an adjustment, but we're counting down the days to first pitch for the 2021 season. But one of the last things we'll wrap up here with Coach is I asked this both to Coach K and Coach Alec in the previous episodes. What have you learned about being a coach during a pandemic? Oh, my gosh. Patience and flexibility are probably the top two. And I probably should just take a minute to think about it. But those are the first two things that come to mind. 
it's it's so hard we've all had to make an adjustment just being like we are coaching or we're athletic directors we're athletic trainers or we're SIDs because we love sports and for a first time and I don't know how long we didn't have them and I know that I need to take laps in the office I can't ever sit behind my desk and it's it's so it was so different to be leading a team behind a computer and we had to be creative and we had to make adjustments but I I felt that it was there was positives in it too. I think for the first time in a while, we all could just sit back and really understand what matters the most. And as much as sports are always on the front of our brains, we had a time to take a minute to get healthy, to stay healthy and to worry about or to make sure that our loved ones were okay. And student athletes got to really focus on their grades and Uh, their GPAs and have a good sturdy background for when they're coming back to play this spring. Yeah. I I can imagine it was a challenging time to try to keep your student athletes engaged. Now that you're able to practice together again, what's their motivation look like now? To just fight for that feeling again, fight for that feeling to that competitive drive and not to settle. I think first I definitely did. I took for granted what that feeling is for so long. And um, just to be back on that field. And I, I walked outside my door the other day and I was like, it smells like spring break. Like we should be in Myrtle beach, like that feeling. And uh, Dallas said it to me the other day. She was like, coach, do you know what it smells like outside? And I was like, no, Dal, what does it smell like? She's like, it smells like the beach when it's like wet. And we're on, we're on spring break, that smell, like, you know, that smell. And I was like, yeah, it does. And I can't believe that it's March 1st. This time last year, we were, we didn't know that the only games that we were going to be playing was happening right now. And that I think definitely going back just to understanding your, your roster and your personnel and like really showing, showing our student athletes what matters and not that I would have done anything different in spring break, but if it taught anybody anything, it would have been like this, just be present, feel your cleats against the dirt. Cause you don't know when that dirt's not going to be there any longer. And right now we have snow under our cleats and we're adjusting and we're figuring it out. And yeah, I think, I think if anything, it's just showed our student athletes what to fight for and how, and what that, whatever that feeling is and whatever their why is, whether it's coming back to take Wilson for another round or if it's to have a smaller goal of for pitchers or for catchers or just small batting averages or anything, just to really understand why you're playing the sport, why you're playing, why you chose to play college softball, because it is a choice. Even through the recruiting process, you're making that choice. You're making that commitment and just understand your why and who you're doing it for and make as much as you want to do it for others make sure you're happy with where where you are and go from there well thank you so much for joining me coach on this episode of on the wing coach kim begley of the cedar crest softball team very excited to get the season underway so thank you again coach maybe we'll have you back on once the season gets underway and and talk about more things to come with the softball program definitely thanks for having me Thank you so much for tuning into On the Wing, the Cedar Crest Athletics Podcast. 
To stay connected to all things Cedar Crest Falcons, head to our website at cedarcrestathletics.com. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And while you're at it, give Coach Kim and the Cedar Crest Softball account a follow as well. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, LJ Smith, signing off.